coming up on Just Elders Podcast. Say what y'all want to say. It's my fucking podcast. Because I'm talking about these bitches and hoes. All day. (laughs) Including Gary King. (laughs) Funky dog head. (laughs) I said, are y'all mad that he called a black woman a bitch? Or y'all mad that he called that black woman a bitch? Like, hey, I almost forgot how good of an actress Oprah hey, was look, nigga, until I, I saw that. I'm class. like, oh, damn, yeah. nigga, is this the color purple? Because this motherfucker dusted that acting off. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. <laughs> and look, you know, that was like a cry for a girlfriend, not a best friend. America hates children. Right. Like, America don't give a fuck about, ain't nothing kid friendly, ain't nothing. We judge people based off of numbers now in society. And there is only one way a sister, my sister, your sister, any sister out there would allow you to fight her husband and you not do anything but sit in the back of the elevator. There's only one reason why. And that's if $100 to the next review. Your mama can't see, your brother can't see, your sister can't see, your cousin can't see, your boyfriend can't see, your girlfriend can't see, your classmate can't see, your coworker can't see, your church can't see, your home can't see, nobody can't see, but you can see. Ready? Born ready. Yeah. Shout out to 50 Cent the guy. Yeah. <coughs> Power. Yeah. It's never gonna die. What's up, family? You tuning to the, the Just Elgin podcast, the greatest podcast to ever hear the airways. I am your host, and I'm super excited because today I'm about to record the best episode I have ever recorded. I say that every time, and I mean it every single time. Time before we get started, let me just thank each and every last person that tuned in to last week's episode Black Love the Good, the Bad, and the Oh, so toxic. <coughs> Man, this was a great episode. A lot of people, when I say I've never got so many calls about an episode in my life. Um, and maybe because it was so juicy, everybody knew about my last relationship and to bring her ex-husband on the episode, shout out to Greg. <laughs> it's funny. Like Greg be calling me like we friends, friends. <laughs> Greg, 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 super excited. He about to start his own podcast. <laughs> Jerk dot podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I just want to thank uh, Dr. Professor Dr. Uh, Christopher Bass at Clark Atlanta University for coming in and just really dropping them jewels, man. It was like we had an on-air group therapy session. And just to hear brothers being real about their pain, they hurt, they past situations, that was a cooler thing. It was a vibe. So uh, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Keith, how you feeling, bro? Amen. You already know, another day. Um, I, I'm a little disappointed in the crowd. Uh, we've been, I, bro, uh, I see, you know what? For me to have all them calls and not to have one review. I, but you know what? I, I think what we might have to start doing is um, 
Hundred dollars to the next review. <laughs> Edit that shit out. <laughs> and keeping that shit in. <laughs> what we're gonna do is start putting the uh, just Eldridge email in there, so y'all can start emailing us some yeah, comments, like questions. If you email us, I, I, you I, know, I, it, we'll read it on it because we notice people are more easily to call and text. Something in the email is almost like a text. Yeah, it's like, I'll maybe it's hard. I'll take it to email. open the app and type the name and type in the message. Y'all fucking lazy. Uh, that's for sure. So check this out. Hello, H E L L O at Just Eldridge, J U S T E L D R E D G E dot com. Hello at Just dot com. Email your review. That's for all my Spotify listeners, all my iHeart Heart Radio listeners, all my Google Podcasts. That's for y'all. Is that all my air hustlers? That you haven't subscribed, but you just listening. Hit the subscribe button. Oh my goodness! We, 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 Y'all we can tell the worse. difference. I know how Netflix feel. Oh man! I because of that, because of the air hustle, the ear hustlers, air hustlers. Because of y'all, I no longer share my Netflix password. Because it's not fair. You're listening You're to all these this. damn streams, <laughs> and you can't hit the subscribe button. Yeah, it's it's selfish. Um, but, uh, but no reviews But I will say uh, Shout out Cohen uh, His 10th birthday man, man Decade up, Decade in the game <laughs> man. That boy Keith Got a 10 year old Yeah 10 year old bro I, I thought about it I said bro I went through my whole 20s On child support Like <laughs> I ain't never Damn. saw my full income <laughs> Damn I've always been hustling Damn Damn Shout out to goddamn Cohen, man. Yeah, shout out to Cohen, though, man. It's crazy, man. The it's older it's he crazy, bro. He 10, so that means, all right, how old are you now? 33. 33. So when he's 20, you're going to be 43. Like, you're going to be that fucking dad. <laughs> I'm going to be that. <laughs> my, my, my son, we turned to his home, but like, man, I can't be bringing them chicks around, man. Hey, pop, look, look, be pops, like, pops and Uncle E. <laughs> hey. hey. It'd be like Diddy all over again. <laughs> how did how did the world let Diddy get away with that, Bruh how, For real, I, I'm, I'm gonna be real. Like we, we need to talk about that because Diddy legit got away with dating his son's, son's ex girl. That shit was trash. Cause I seen women say I'll be a, a stepmom. Yeah, like a, it just uh, let me know these motherfucking trifling. Like speaking of trifling, I wasn't gonna talk about it. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Anybody that know me know I am a huge Kobe fan. Man. And I ain't really even talked about it because I just got tired of seeing everybody. Oh, uh, you know. I'm like, nigga, y'all never really want about it. Kobe is the reason why I never liked LeBron. I mean, that's just how much I always, because I felt like LeBron didn't earn King James. He he grew into it. They gave him King James before he even started playing. Kobe's, Kobe earned Black the, Mamba. He's like, the first one. Like, we saw. He, Bro, he dated Moesha though. We right. saw when he when he popped up on that Moesha episode, we was like, oh, oh cool. yeah, this is our guy. He made it. <laughs> so then, you know, the whole Gail King interview, um, Shawda was, you know, it was tacky. As a journalist, I think you have the right to ask. It was the pushback that made it tacky. It was like, I wouldn't even ask anyway, but if you're going to ask, all right, you ask. But then when you push back on it, that was tacky to me. Um, I don't even like to ask because I like what Lisa Leslie said. You ain't asked this man when he was alive. None of this when he was alive. I mean, 
it, it kind of creeped back up when he won the award, but they didn't like how they did it as soon as he died. It was like so, on him. So then Kobe Bryant. So today I posted, um, because Snoop Dogg. I posted. Uh, I was like, Are y'all mad? Snoop Dogg called black women a bitch, or are y'all mad? He called that black woman. I'm about to say, I thought he was talking about Gail. I didn't well, think well this was... this is the thing. I said, are y'all mad that he called a black woman a bitch? Or are y'all mad that he called that black woman a bitch? Because if if we gonna be real, like that's my thing about critique. If we gonna be real, Snoop Dogg been calling hoes, bitches and hoes his whole career. And you love him. I was about to say, <laughs> Snoop was the first cussing CD I got and my mama Baby took no. it from me and was like and gave me the Will Smith. That's why I'm such a Will Smith fan. And that's that's why that's, that's why that's why that's why it was almost like when the uh, Lizzo situation went down, and I was that mad that people were saying, "Oh, because children was around." Like y'all niggas don't give a fuck about these kids. Well, oh, and one it, listen, America hates children, right? Like America don't give a fuck about ain't nothing kid friendly, ain't nothing. It, everything's rushed to adulthood. As soon as your kid turns like right. our 15. mama had, our mama them had new edition now. Like we had, we had our, our grandma had, uh, our grandma had oh uh, Jackson, uh, Jackson Five. <laughs> like we had little Bow Wow, little oh, Romeo. Yeah. We had man, we even had goddamn oh uh, yeah, what's, what's B five? We had three, we had three O W. Right, you know what I'm saying? Like the girls for us to look at. You know who our kid got? The same shit they mama got. 21 Savage 21 21 Literally Alright right, right, We listen to the I don't know though Oh man Look where she at Let's put that up right now I'm sorry They got one thing They got one thing Y'all do got one thing And Turn me up Hey Turn me up Hey We got that Zaza Shout out to Zaza If y'all don't know about Zaza You better put your kids on It's right there that's right. I wish he was on video. Right, they're right, yeah. Hey, look, this for your kids in the car right now. Hey, you got that verse coming in though. What? What? You know I'm so extra. You know I'm so extra. Period. Who? Animation on her face, y'all gotta watch this video. Oh my god, I love, I love Zaza. Why do I ain't gonna like? All right, they got one thing. Look, that that's the thing that makes me mad. Like I know in my paper where I really where I needed to be and wanted to be, baby girl be and just they, like that. They right? got little Zaza and they got Lele. Oh, I love Lele. Lele be going hard. I, I love Lele ever since she did that freestyle. But and she said, uh, and my dad smoked too much weed. And the dad was like, hold on, what? <laughs> Why the, you put that in? The <laughs> thing, the thing I don't like. I, this is probably what I don't like. Lil Zaza and Lil Lele, they ain't getting that Bow Wow. Bow Wow was a real superstar. Yeah, like Bow Wow was. I remember when Bow Wow came out and she walked on the uh, stage at the BT Awards with his hair pressed, and it was all the way down to it. But I remember that was like such a big moment. We went back to school like nigga Bow Wow was the greatest thing. And you know what? That's I, why I'm so disappointed. Now that I think about it, 
it's it's really going to take for an artist to put a young person. Because think about it, Snoop probably did it because his kids is around Bow Wow age, and he right. put Bow Wow out, and he knew look, I'm Snoop, I'm too gangster to manage Bow Wow. Let me mm-hmm. give him to the number one child manager, exactly. Mr. Jermaine Dupree. And boom Cause I'm talking hit. about These bitches and hoes hey, All day <laughs> Including Gary King <laughs> Funky dog head <laughs> Bro it was just I you know what I liked About the video He said, he said Should I say Should it? I do it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Snoop Yeah 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 <laughs> Do it Do it Hey you know So let me just say this This is my official statement Oh but you say your statement Let me ask you this Last little salt In the game all right. People were also upset Because they were saying He's too old to be talking like that too Like maybe if 21 Savage came out and said it It'd have been salacious but he's young Snoop is like a grandpa I got you So my last official statement Gail King First of all when you think Gail King You don't even think Gail King You think of Oprah Winfrey It just is what it is Like that's her brand I think she has a identity crisis going on because she wants to be more than I can just see her now saying, "Oh, I'm more than Oprah's friend. <laughs> I'm more than Oprah's friend." So she got to win with R. Kelly. She got to win. She out there and did an interview. R. Kelly had a mental breakdown. That was a win for her. <laughs> that was a win for her. <laughs> she was so funny, bro. Yeah, like look, I, I'm I, fighting for my life out here. <laughs> and, and look, even that that was sad to me, but you know. When somebody does something, when we don't like somebody, you can't feel sorry for them. Exactly. What it was was a mental breakdown on national TV. But when you when when we in don't ha- in a hairline breakdown, yeah, <laughs> that. So when you don't like somebody, you can't feel sorry for them without you can't have empathy for them without siding with them. That's what society says. So I had to let R. Kelly drown. I just I just I like it's fucked up, bro. But. You did it to yourself. <coughs> so she had her win, right? So boom. Then we come out with the Michael Jackson thing. This is Oprah. She does the interview after the Michael Jackson doc- documentary. In my opinion, is was it really needed? Not at all. Like, so, but this is y'all thing now. Like, so then after that, we come out talking about Russell Wilson. So here's why Russell was such a big deal. Oprah in the hip-hop community has never been a good relationship. She never fucked with hip-hop. So you already got this underlining beef that's been going on for years. You attack a hip-hop icon in the game. And then he still happened to be a black man. So whether we want to say they have this agenda against black men or not, we cannot deny that there is a natural pattern that we are starting to see. I'm not saying that there's this agenda to take down black men. I'm just saying if I wear white three days in a row, you're probably going to say I like white. If I, you know, if I steal three days in a row, you're probably going to say that nigga steal. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> so what I'm saying is there's a natural pattern that we've seen. So we know that we're mourning about Kobe. Haven't even had his funeral yet. And you come ask the question that is consistent with your pattern. That is why the world went crazy. That's why the world went crazy on you. And then your apology was a backhanded past the book apology. 
You didn't apologize for your behavior. You're trying to throw it on the network. When you're a professional award-winning journalist who is best friends with the most powerful woman in the world. So you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. If Oprah was my best friend, you couldn't tell me shit. I'll come in your restaurant and eat off people's plates like Helen Keller. Like, nigga, I'm Oprah's best friend. Like, so nobody was going to fire her for not so answering. Helen Keller. <laughs> yeah. See, look, shout out to my readers who <laughs> know what that is. <laughs> shout out to my readers. Um, I grew up with white people, too. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, so my thing is, bruh, you wasn't gonna get fired if you didn't ask that question. You could have just bugged the system if you really cared about his legacy that much. So you didn't care about his legacy enough to bug the system. And then you reinforce the agenda of the system when you push back, saying you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. So that's why we got on you. And that's why the world jumped on you. So my, my statement is Y'all both wrong. Why am I saying um, uh, Snoop Dogg is wrong? Because I understand using the word bitch, using the word hoe, using the word nigga is, I'm not going to say wrong because you dose, you can do what the fuck you want to do. It's not a best practice. So the terminology that he used was not best practice. And guess what? I use it. It's not best practice. I know that though. But we all do shit that's not fucking Best practice But I don't like the fact that y'all are trying to Kill Snoop Dogg Over this shit When a week before all this went down We were praising People with songs calling black women bitches For winning Grammys Like If we gonna be mad At black women being called bitch Let's be mad across the table Well I will say this I think uh, a lot of the pushback too is because he said dog face. No, not even the it dog was face. an adjective cuss word. <laughs> no, no, it was after he said that he said we're coming for you, and they took that as a personal. Let me tell you, threat because for them to try to do that, that's what white women do to us all the time. Oh, I mean, that was some bullshit. Everybody know when we say we coming for you, that was on some nigga. They going in your ass right now on the internet. Yeah, on the internet. Everybody know that's what but that when was. Oprah went on that morning But that show was some white crying. folks spinning shit. That, that, that was some white folks spinning shit. And Oprah, I see you. You get that Oscar. I see your ass. <laughs> like, hey, that, I, I, was, I, I almost forgot how good of an actress Oprah hey, was. Look, nigga, until I, I saw that. I'm like, damn, yeah. nigga, is this the color purple? Because this motherfucker dusted that acting off. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. <laughs> and look, you know, that was like a cry for a girlfriend, not a best friend. <laughs> that's, that's how you come. She is not okay. <laughs> that's me if my girl just got attacked. And I'm like, she's not okay. Oh, when she when she said that it's like attacking me, yeah, I definitely took it as that's more than like a friend. That's like a yeah, like because everybody know and Oprah knows this shit too. You can't. There is no Gail King without Oprah. So Oprah know that you attacking attacking Gail. You're attacking my number one accessory. Like, and I gotta wear that to the next event. <laughs> so you're not gonna talk about my number one accessory. <laughs> Let's just be real about what this is. So this is my commentary. No, Snoop, you probably shouldn't have called her that. That was not best practice. 
But was that because of his age, or that's just you shouldn't call it's just, him his period? It's a best practice period. It's not best practice period. We 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 shouldn't call women that. And what she did was wrong. But this this is the world we live in. That's just where we live in. So my thing is, if we ain't ready to goddamn go and pull up every lyric of every nigga that's calling bitches and hoes, every woman that's calling bitches and hoes, and we if we ain't ready to do that, let's dead this uh, Snoop Dogg shit. That's my opinion. I had went on a whole rant about this with uh shout out cool ass jazz. I was kicking with her last night because I thought we were gonna record over there. Um, miscommunication, miscommunication. Um, but I, I went on a whole rant about this, and I was like, man, I just feel like there's certain people we don't like to critique people we like. Like, I think that's one of our. I don't know when it happened, but that's one of that's one of our biggest detriments as black people to progress. Yeah, like if we, if we if we like you, it, it just you can't hold hard. you accountable. It'd be hard for us to critique because like, then I start out two people. You already know where I'm going. Oprah one can't talk about Oprah. Who's my other one? Jay motherfucking Z. <laughs> y'all niggas, I think Jay Z Obama the way y'all protect that nigga. I said it before. I say it again. I can't trust a nigga that beat Beyonce. <laughs> nigga cut my mic. <laughs> I can't let you get away. I can't let you go out like that, bro. That nigga beat Beyonce. I don't care. So Jack, I'm about to go, but I gotta say this because Cool Ass Jazz, uh, she was like, "Hold on, beat Beyonce? How you? How you say that?" I said, "I got four sisters. I grew up with four sisters, and I've seen every form of fighting sisters could do." And there is only one way a sister, my sister, your sister, any sister out there would allow you to fight her husband and you not do anything but sit in the back of the elevator. There's only one reason why. And that's if you already whooped my ass. (laughs) Shit. Say what y'all want to say. It's my fucking podcast. So it's not... (laughs) So it's not because he cheated. Like you, your sister, this is industry. I think, I think cheating now is become so fucking normal that niggas that ain't even in the, in the industry, you just realize like it's just. Oh, this is gonna be bruh, the, the way. The more I'm I mean, not saying I support cheating. I'm just telling you, you don't jump on your sister's husband in an elevator publicly for him cheating when he's one of the biggest rap stars in the fucking world. That ain't why you jump And if you that fucking simple And you think that's what it is Like you're the fucking problem But I get off of that And then I was talking about Jay-Z a pedophile too But y'all want to talk about that either Oh my god Y'all want to talk about that He said that too quick I ain't know he was on (laughs) (laughs) He know I would have kissed you Bruh he met Beyonce when she was 17 18 He met her when she was 17 she was eighteen. He, was he met her at seventeen. They started dating. I, I mean, I think years I think that 18. thirty and eighteen gap is kind of crazy, but kinda. I mean, kinda. I kinda. I'm thirty now. I know some eighteen year olds that's in high school right now. We ain't talking about high school. Though. Nah, <laughs> we talking about age. I don't give a fuck where they are academically. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about age. So, yeah, because it's some twenty. So if I like, so so I'm the hottest podcaster in the game right now. 
There's a young podcaster that's 17. I just met her. I'm chilling right now. But I think she bad. No, no, she she she's bad. She's projected to be bad. Yeah, like, no, no I'm talking about she bad. Like I'm looking at like she bad. And this, I know this young girl. She gonna be right. So what? Her her dad. He introduces me because he, you know, his dad like, oh, your hot podcast. Hey, look, yeah, my daughter trying to do this. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. She turns 18. Next thing you know, she the hottest chick in the game. Wearing my chain. Like now, I'm 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 30. <laughs> I'm 30, she 18. <laughs> I'm just saying. Y'all don't want to have a real conversation, but here's the issue. We like Jay-Z. We like Jay-Z, so we can't talk about him. So I'm not talking about him. <laughs> I'm just putting out random theories. Oh, God. That's hilarious. Speaking of theories, let me get to what we can't talk about today. Power will never die. Power will never die. Um, I got a live. I guess I'm doing a live studio audience thing now. I got a live studio audience member. You know, shout out right. to the good doctor in the building. Have you uh, seen Power yet? You ain't seen it. Do you watch Power? Oh, all right, good. Oh, it's cool then. Because I about to say, I'm about we, to fuck your shit up. We can, we can talk about it. All right. I think Keith's gonna edit out everything I said before this. I'm just saying that just to see <laughs> if he gonna keep it in there or not. <laughs> this is proof I said some good shit. <laughs> and power ended, but did it? Nah, man, I ain't gonna lie, bro. That the ending got me hyped <laughs> for the rest of the show. I, I want to say this: I came in the Fifty Cent because I will officially say Fifty Cent is the goat. Yeah. He's he one of the greatest ever do it, and I feel like. We're about to learn if he is a one-hit wonder or not when it comes to TV shows. His TV show, Life, is going to premiere. Mm-hmm. And if Life hits, 50 Cent is about to catapult to heights that we never knew existed. I think 50 Cent has the formula to success. Ever since he came in the game, like I remember, I would now y'all remember, y'all remember, I was roasting the Fifty Cent on that last time I seen him Tycoon Festival. Yeah, yeah, his his old ass, his old ass went horse while performing, (laughs) but he was performing Fifty Cent. He was like, I ain't doing nothing but number ones, and I was like, damn, Fifty Cent had a lot of number ones. Yeah, that nigga Fifty got a catalog. So undeniable. So. And that's not even counting he, his mixtape shit. He came from mixtape music. Then he did his own movie. Like, he's great at playing himself. Oh, that's why I think he's a real gangster. Kanan was a great character he played. And he, pl- he only plays that well when he's playing himself. <laughs> so, I do feel like 50 Cent is a gangster in real life. And it proved it when he told his son that he hoped he get hit by a bus. You remember he told his real son that? I mean, I feel like 50 Cent is a real gangster. So, Power, um, I've been trying to tell y'all sisters, y'all know I love the black woman, the black queen, but there are exceptions. You know some bullshit coming. He said the black woman, the black queen. You there are queen? some exceptions to the game. Season one, episode one, Tasha has been a duck. This whole TV series. This whole TV series, and y'all been riding for this raggedy-ass rat. The whole six seasons, 
And she went out trying to take a committed black father. A girl dad. A girl dad framing this nigga for a murder that her raggedy punk ass son did. Dog, when I seen it happen, because it was a very predictable episode. It was very predictable, but I was like, enjoying it. I still enjoyed it. I ain't gonna lie. It was a weak episode, but I enjoyed the weak episode. It's like yeah. drinking a Sprite that's flat, but I'm thirsty. <laughs> so, like, I finished that shit anyway. Man, that will can we? You know what? That inspired me. I'm going to do an episode on financial planning and estate planning based off of what Ghost did to his son. Oh, man. we definitely got to. Because I, I saw that. That nigga left. Like, one, he left uh, his son millions. You don't watch the show, but he left his son's millions. And his pro- son, property, the club, and the money. Yeah. yeah. And, and the watch collection. He had one of the hottest clubs in the game. You know what I'm saying? Had a whole bunch of money. Had a nice-ass condo. Like He had everything. Left it off to his son, who's trying to be a gangster, and he wanted his son to not be a gangster. Only way you get it is if you get a four-year degree with a 3.5 GPA. Only way you get the money. Genius. Didn't leave his wife shit because if she divorced, she didn't. That was the uh thing. She didn't get nothing, so he left all the shit to his kids. So, and then look, I would have slapped the shit out of Tariq. That nigga looked at the mama and said, "Don't worry, I'm gonna take care of you." <laughs> oh no, I, 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 I liked it because I liked it because the nigga said, "Don't worry, mama, take care of you." And the nigga said, "Well, actually." You, to get the money You <laughs> gotta go to college he, What? He said College? My dumb ass? <laughs> Fuck And look, look okay. then, the, then the mama like bruh, I, <laughs> let me, bruh Let me tell you Let me tell you Why I love the mama The mama has been You've been, been on the mama Since day one The mama one. has been Gangster since day one They said He is gonna pay your rent For a year She said That's all? <laughs> <laughs> She said, that's all. And nigga, hey, man. And then shout out to the baby girl. I mean, this is one of the highest paid mute artists. What? Actresses. If I can get baby girl a role like that. Bro, this girl has said literally 10 characters. We're not going to say words. <laughs> Char- 10 characters Daddy. in six seasons. All she do is get picked up. She, and this, girl, to this girl just became rich, and she's still looking like a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> she just became rich as hell. I want to do an interview with her manager, her parents. Right. Like, how did y'all? Because if I can get a baby girl to roll like that, when well, she ain't got to yeah, say shit, I talk. Just sit there, and look pretty, and walk off the screen when they, when the, when the parents come in the room. Right. So you know, there's all the spinoffs. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, the casting. Everybody want to see goddamn Ghost as a little nigga, bro. Every, I mean, everybody want to see uh, Tommy too, because see, I, and I like the casting for, for the for young t- Tommy. For Tommy, yeah, Tommy, because that boy I was li- on shame. I like Tommy like, and I like Angela. I like the Angela that I see. Um, uh, no, nah, I just want to see Angela Young. You know what I'm saying? Because my boy Ghost enamored by her. Like, yeah. I, I, I got to see the real what really. And I can't wait to see how ghetto they made Tasha. Oh, oh my god, god bro. This episode when Ghost is going in on Tasha bro, and he, said, he said if it went for me You'll still be in the hood He said you'll still be in the hood gutter. He, he, like said, gutter, gutter he, he said you gutter right, bro. That nigga, bro. He, he was cutting deep bro Kanye West You cut me deep bro. Cut me like surgery Ain't know this shit bad He just met the chick two weeks ago Ramona gonna be a great uh, mother for my children He just met this chick <laughs> Yeah I ain't know you were going there that hard bro. I was like 
<laughs> I'm taking my kid. Then I'm like, how you gonna take a grown kid? Because Tariq was grown. Like, right. You can't take a grown kid. Like, anyway, um, one thing I will say this episode one, season one, Ghost was trying to pivot. Let's get into it. He was trying to pivot. He grew up, he was raised in the hood. All he knew was drug dealing, but that's not what he always wanted. He always wanted to be legit. Day one, he wanted to own nightclubs, own real estate. So when he was making his drug money, they started out buying the laundry match like most drug dealers do. And you know who I just thought about when I said that? <laughs> uh, they, uh, ad. <laughs> uh, they started out buying uh, coin laundry mats, and then he bought the Club Truth, and he was excited. You know what I'm saying? And he was telling Tasha from the beginning. They did the flashback on this last episode. He was like, you know, I don't want to stay a, a drug dealer because all they do is go to jail or go to prison. That's it. You've been saying it, though. But that's why I've been falling out with anybody that side with Tasha. Like, yeah. this man has been saying he want to get out the game. When well, like, they show so many... <laughs> Bro, they show so many clips of her saying, Ghost, you changed. And he's like, yeah, because yeah. I don't want to sell drugs no more. <laughs> bro, when I say change, this man about to be the lieutenant governor of the state of New York. Bro, right. When he told Tasha, stop selling drugs. <laughs> that was funny, bro. That was, bro, I was rolling. Yeah, I ain't gonna he lie. He said, oh, you, you don't want to get in trouble? Stop, stop, selling, stop drugs. selling drugs. Go tell legit, you, like me. Tell, tell your son to turn himself in for the murder. We're we going to be clean. We're going to be good. I'm going to take care of everybody. That was, that was, I, I, that was, so, I love it. I love it. Tasha, we got an arrest warrant <laughs> for your arm. Like, that bitch was so happy she finally got locked. She had an alibi. <laughs> hey, but you know that bitch ain't locked nobody up the whole show. She was so happy. Well, you remember, she was about to get fucked up for the Dre thing. Right. And look, that's why I love sex. That boy, sex. That's that sex, man. That, he is the epitome of a white man, bro. Wait, what? Just a snakeish. No right. loyalty to nobody. It don't matter. It don't matter what him say. He said, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> he wants it. Yeah, yeah, you're fucked. Yep. He said, and Dre did it. She was like, no, he did like, Dre did it. They're both saying it. He punched you in the eye, and you let him go. You're fucked. <laughs> like, niggas that don't watch Power, like, what the fuck I'm talking about? But it's okay. Because so, I like that, how you set it up. Because I remember uh, in the flashback, he asked Tasha, uh, when you met me, what did you think I would be? <clears throat> and she said, the biggest goddamn drug dealer in, in New York. Mm-hmm. And then the very next scene, he's like, I don't want to do that no more. He was trying to pivot, bro. And I was just thinking about that, reflecting on the episode. And I reflecting on my own life. Y'all know I did the episode, um, um, the last episode of 2019. And we were talking about pivoting. We're talking about how I'm making a pivot in my life right now. 2020 is a new decade. I'm seeing a lot of people pivoting. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my girl, Till. You know what I'm saying? Mark, a beautiful wife. Till in the game. She making pivots. Like, we got a lot of people making pivots saying they want to do stuff different. So, you know what I mean? Uh, Keith said, man, let's do it like we used to do it, man. Let's do a Just Elders episode and let's break it down. Me being the acronym KING. I'm giving my formula to successfully pivoting. All right. So let's talk about this pivot. Um, 
one of the clearest uh, synonyms for the word pivot I found was turn. It's just a turn in different directions. So I want to give y'all my five ways to successfully pivot in your life. Number one, I want you to turn or pivot. I never say turn with all of them. I want you to turn with the P and pivot stands for preparation. Definition of preparation, according to Google, says something done to get ready for an event or undertaking. So there is a quote that says, by failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. And another one says, this is a quote by, uh, I ain't giving him credit, fuck him. It said, if you give me six hours to chop down a tree, (laughs) I'll take four to sharpen my axe. So preparation, like whatever you're trying to do in your life right now, there's a lot of people like the biggest pivot I'm seeing is career wise. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, I'm loving what I'm doing. Uh, Well, I'm not necessarily loving what I'm doing, but I'm ready to like pivot towards my passion, my purpose. So I think it takes a level of preparation. Um, The best form of preparation, in my opinion, is education. I remember when I first started uh, coming into this podcasting game, with Keith, I really just, Keith gave me homework. He gave me podcasts to listen to. He gave me articles to read. And I was just kind of like educating myself for how am I going to do this? What equipment are we going to do? And I start prepping. And we're still in the process. It's not, I think the preparation phase is an ongoing thing. You can only continue to get better and better every time. So the P in pivot stands for preparation. I want you all to turn with preparation. The I in pivot, I want you to turn with intention. The action or fact of intending. Like, so here's the thing. My homegirl just lost, uh, she not lost, she left her job. She left her job and now she's like, ah, I really need to get another job. Um, so she just started putting out applications for everywhere. And that's cool, but when you're making a pivot, I think everything you do needs to be very intentional. Like, everywhere you work, even how you make your money, needs to be intentional. Like, if you're trying to start a restaurant, you might need to, if you are making a pivot and you're in the process, be intentional with, if I got to have a job, let me get a job in a restaurant that reflects what I want to own, doing what I want to do. So I think we got to be very intentional with how we begin to make our steps. So that's who I hang around. That's what I listen to. That's what I watch. That's where I work. Like we're being very intentional how we invest in our time if we want to make a successful pivot. So for me, I started really investing time in being around content creators. I've always been around content creators, but I'm really actually, I'm talking on the phone on regular me and Darius, uh, Wild Black Podcast. That's my dude. We call inspiration for him. Me and Diamond. Uh, she in her heavy director mode right now. I'm getting up. Mind if I'm doing lunch with her next week? Like we have to be very intentional with how we begin to invest our time if we're gonna if we're gonna pivot. You can't say, "Oh, I want to go into real estate. I want to be real estate." But all your friends you hanging with, all the people you be around, got apartments. No shade against your friends. I'm just saying it don't reflect where you're trying to go. 
Like you have to really begin to invest And and I'm not saying dump your friends Who live in apartments Like I'm saying Actually <coughs> begin to invest in meeting more people That are in the real estate game Whether it's other real estate agents Whether it's other developers Be very intentional with how you spend your time Number three I want you to turn the V And pivot stands for a turn with vibrancy Ooh. It's a T-word It's a T-word Not really Nigga, <laughs> 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 I know this <clears throat> um, According to Google The state of being full of energy and life You know the number one thing I hate When people are in the process of transitioning And there's a level of shame Because they don't have the necessarily confidence Like, you know I want to um, I want to be an actor Let's just say actress Atlanta there's a lot of people trying to be actresses and actors You know what I'm saying So The number one question we get asked in Atlanta If you go anywhere is What do you do? Fucking hate that question But we get asked that all the time So the number one question And then you always know who's in transition and You always know who's really in their lane Based off how they answer so what I'm saying is While you're in the middle of a transition Or you're in the middle of a pivot You gotta do it with vibrancy You gotta talk about this thing Like you already there Like when you hear people say Yeah you know I work, Right now I work at Da 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 But I'm just doing that temporarily You know what I'm saying And I'm also trying to act a little bit And I'm trying to And then you just start sounding like Ah You playing Like You might be really serious You might really care about this But you just begin to almost Discount yourself and they call those the uh, slash people, right? You know, waitress, oh yeah, yeah, slash, yeah, 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 yeah. Car attendant, <laughs> slash Uber driver, slash. slash. <laughs> like I always tell people, don't even if it ain't what you would really want to do. I don't care about you Ubering. You only got to tell me you Uber. Just tell me what you do. What I, do. I ain't tell you. I ain't say. I ain't say. How do you pay your bills? You know what I'm saying? I think people did, they get that question wrong. Like, if people think when they say, what do you do? They ask, like, they think you're asking, how do you make money and pay the bills that you have right now as an adult? That's what I think people hear when you ask that question. But I'm asking, bro, what you do? If you are a poet and the baddest in the game that the world don't know about, say you're a poet. If you are a painter, if you are a God forbid rapper, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I feel like I'm a rapper right now. <laughs> <laughs> you told me every week, nigga, mixtape drop every week. Mixtape drop. <laughs> and, and the other way around, too. I think when people ask you that question, that's what they mean. How are you paying your bills? Yeah, that's, that, uh, because you know people I mean? like, you know, we equate, we judge people based off of numbers now in society. How much money you got? How many followers you got You know what I'm saying Like that's the thing it's, it, I mean you see it You see it when People uh, Like what's your Instagram You gonna follow someone on Instagram You look at them Look at the number count Like it's just a natural thing Like Some people do Like It It depends on who you are I'm telling you It's a lot of people that out here My studio audience I'm like oh I don't do that We're not talking about you <laughs> You're not in the middle of a pivot right Damn. now so we're talking about the people like I mean y'all don't seen it. Y'all don't seen it. Y'all know what it is. Like and uh when that person got that 
400K. You see that K. They must know what they're talking about. They must be smart. I'm waiting for the next purge on Instagram. You remember that time? Well, you know, they're doing the fake purge now. Like, the if you got Photoshop pictures or even um, Instagram is doing that and Twitter. They're doing the, fo- the fake Photoshops, the fake uh, bodies, Damn. and the fake, uh, the, the deep fake, those videos that people put out that are, like, fake videos. Yeah. They're getting rid of all that stuff. Damn. You know what I mean, it's misinformation. If y'all notice my lot smaller on my Instagram. <laughs> The Photoshop got me. <laughs> the Photoshop got me. Oh, uh, but yeah, man, I just I just want y'all to have more life, have more confidence in where where this new direction is. Be excited about it. I'm for one very excited about where what I'm doing right now and how I'm moving. And you see it, like somebody called me the other day. They were like, "Damn, bro, I'm watching your Instagram, bro. You working out here? You doing a lot of shit." And I am, bro. Like. And I told my homeboy, I am Cat Williams in 2020. Trying shit and trying shit, trying shit and trying shit. Switch it up. Trying shit and trying shit, <laughs> trying shit. I'm doing everything I want to fucking do. If it's an idea, I'm going to execute it. Let me tell people this right now. Follow the pod. Listen for free. Because once my boy get the bag, we're going to do what everybody else do when they get the bag. You want to listen to me when I was broke? Now that I got a million, you got to pay me about a hundred or two to hear this. Done. So it's over. Get it now. Shout out to my A1 Day Ones, though. Unsure out there. Shout out. <laughs> that, that, post, that post that she put, boy, that mm-hmm. was so real. I love that. Yeah, my unsure be going hard. Um, Number four. I want you to turn. I was. um. Up in the air with this one. I was up in the air with this one, but um, I picked this one for a reason. I'm going to say it. Turn with order when you pivot. Definition of order in the, uh, according to Google says the arrangement or disposition of people or things in relation to each other according to a particular sequence, pattern, or method. So when you're about to do a pivot in your life, there's a level of order that you got to get put in place. Depending on what you want to do and what you want to become, some of y'all might have to go back to school. Some of y'all might have to get some certifications. Some of y'all might have to get this stuff together. Do that first before you jump out here and try to do what you say you're going to do and it's just not going to work. There's only one person I really uh, admire for like doing stuff out of order. Is that little kid that was in Florida faking the doctor? <laughs> What's his name? What's that? <laughs> What's his name, bro? That's a Black History moment. I'm actually about to post that. That's about. I'm about to put that on my Instagram. A Black History moment. This young nigga, bro. This was like the black version of Catch Me If You Can. I always say that movie Catch Me If You Can was fake because that was white privilege all day. Malachi Love Robinson. <laughs> Malachi Love Robinson. Once they had said that love in the middle. <laughs> It just reminds me of Leon Lonnie Love. Like, you know it's some bullshit. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about this dude was completely out of order. <laughs> I think he got there. Was he even finished with high school yet, bro? <laughs> I think he was still in high school. The genius in that, though. Like, I think, I mean, I think there's a level of genius in it. The dude definitely yeah, needs Yeah, just graduated high school. The dude definitely needs help, but it's like, damn, man. 
What if we would have honed in on that genius early? You got something to say? Or the stupidity of the women that went in there and followed up with it. As a medical provider, that's insane. I said, as a medical provider, that's insane that somebody had that much trust in the person. He didn't have any knowledge at all, let alone how did he use to learn the spaculum. I don't know. How do you know if he had knowledge, though? Like, you weren't in there. Out of colleges, you have four, I mean, med school's four years, and then you get residency. Come on now. <laughs> look, all right, so look, we have a doctor in the building. You want to give a shout out? I'm Dr. LaVashlin Alexis Larry. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. All them doctors, everybody that I know that's a doctor in the healthcare field, they were mad as hell at that little nigga, bro. <laughs> they were like, what the fuck? I could have had patience. <laughs> so here's the thing. You have to turn with order. What are the steps that need to be put in place in order for you to win? Like only you know those steps because those steps are according to your personal decision, your personal goals, and your personal life situation right now. So I don't know what those orders are. I don't know what those steps are. You know what they are. But when you turn and when you pivot, I need you to pivot and turn with order. Number five. Last, and I would argue most importantly, I want you to pivot and turn with trust. Trust definition is a firm belief in the firm belief in the uh, truth, ability, or strength of something or someone. The thing is, you got to trust yourself that you know what the fuck you're talking about. Now I say this all the time I know what the fuck I'm talking about I say a lot of shit I stand on that shit strong I be having predictions like that's a raven (laughs) (laughs) Hey look Hey look Keep it to Sometimes I be calling Sometimes I be calling Keith or Mark I be like hey bro I gotta say this to somebody Just so I know I ain't crazy when it happens Do I not be doing that (laughs) Amen been rocking for a couple of years. I didn't see that thing play out. Hey, look. One in particular situation, you call that thing from the rooter to, to the, the tutor. God damn. God damn. So you got to trust yourself, man. I feel like, you know, they say to educate is to pull out the answers that's within because we all have the answer inside. Like we were born equipped with everything that we need, but life is just a time process to unpack all of that into his full manifestation. But if you don't trust yourself, you don't pull it out. And a lot of people die with a lot of stuff compacted inside and we never see it. So when you're in the process of making this pivot, I just need you to know you're not fucking crazy. You're not crazy. And you got to stand on that firm because there's a lot of people that have done a lot of great things that sounded super crazy. You know, because we're doing, you know, we're we're building up the Black Man Lab right now. Shout out to the Black Man Lab. And um, we're filing for our 501c3, and we're doing our mission statement and our vision and all of that stuff. And when we're doing our vision statement, I was telling them, I'm like, y'all, a vision statement is supposed to be audacious. It's supposed to be like, how? It's supposed to be like, if everything goes right, what is the your vision? What is your organization's vision of the world? Microsoft... First vision statement said a personal computer in the house of every home, in every home, a personal computer in every home. 
This was when everybody was on the Batman computers. When the computers were big towers, they were big as fuck. That was an audacious statement. Like, how the fuck you gonna get one of these big ass things in my goddamn little ass apartment? Like, how you gonna get that in my house? So it, it was a stupid vision statement. Sounds stupid. If we're gonna be real, like it sounds stupid because it's like it's not invented. The technology, the medicine, the formula, the blueprint is not invented to do that yet. But that's your mission statement on how you're going to do that vision statement. So you got to trust yourself. Like, I don't, I don't think many people have vision statements for their lives or mission statements for their lives. Like, I don't think a lot of people have that. I think you need to set that for yourself. Like, and know whatever it is, you good. You got to trust that God created you with a vision that I can't see, your mama can't see, your brother can't see, your sister can't see, your cousin can't see, your boyfriend can't see, your girlfriend can't see, your classmate can't see, your coworker can't see, your church can't see, your home can't see, nobody can't see, but you can see it. <laughs> this is your shit, man. What I'm telling y'all, trust yourself. Right now, we are... Today specifically, not Tuesday when this is released, but this Sunday right now, we're in day 40 of 2020. We've been in the year for fucking 40 days. What the fuck have you done? What the fuck have you done that reflects the pivot you want to make in your life? Like, what are you waiting on? Why are you hesitant? Why are you scared? I want you to begin to trust yourself and see the beautiful life that you'll begin to leave, live. So I'm going to say this one more time. 2020 is coined as the year of the pivot. I want us to all to pivot like ghosts. Just don't get shot. So, y'all, I want everybody to pivot this year, man. And if that's what you want to do. If you are already in your lane, bro, we love you. Continue to live the beautiful life you're living and show us an example of how we do it. So when we get there, we can all be like you. But for those that are still trying to figure it out again, turn with preparation, educate yourself, get ready for this new leap Two, turn with intention, invest your time very wisely. Three, turn with vibrancy, be full of life, be excited, be passionate. Number four, turn with order. Follow the necessary steps that you need to do to do this thing successfully and correctly. And number five, turn with trust. Believe in yourself because if you don't, nobody fucking will. This has been a great episode of the Just Elders Podcast. I thank everybody for tuning in. Next week, I got some good shit coming. You're going to love it. See y'all then. We out. Don't forget to listen, rate, and review as always. And I got to go out. With my boy one more time. Yeah. 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 I also want to say this too We do have a new date for the uh, How to start your own podcast 
uh, workshop. Uh, Keith was back in the game. We had to reschedule it. So we are going to be doing that. Five, we're going to be doing it uh, February 29th. That is the new date for the How to Start Your Own Podcast Workshop, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Russell Innovation Center. So if you want to start your own podcast, as amazing as mine, we're going to give you all the game. $30 should be worth way more, but uh, we're going to be giving you everything we got, how to distribute, how to market, all of that stuff. And we're going to um, touch on video as well. So it's going to be a nice little workshop. Be here.